Welcome to Trash Matters, the podcast channel from Waste and Recycling, Middle East and Africa magazine. I am Kirtana, editor of the magazine. Plastic pollution is a scourge that affects every part of the world, from the Arctic to the oceans and the air we breathe. Plastic waste has soared from 2 million tons in 1950 to about 400 million tons today, and out of these only 9% gets recycled and the rest end up in landfills and marine environment. The UAE government has taken a lead with the decision to impose a blanket ban on the import, production and trade of single-use plastic products from 2026. Emirates specific bans on single-use plastic bags are already in place. And today, we are going to discuss the success of this ban in the Emirates of Abu Dhabi. To throw light on this and more, we have with us Monir Boganam, Policy Advisor at the Environment Agency Abu Dhabi. He has led a number of flagship initiatives in Abu Dhabi, including the establishment of Abu Dhabi Sustainability Group and Abu Dhabi Environment Policy Agenda. Welcome Mr. Monir, thanks for joining us. Thank you, thank you very much for hosting me. It has been a year since the ban on single-use plastic bags in Abu Dhabi. And so far, more than 172 million single-use plastic grocery bags have been prevented from entering the environment. What would you attribute this incredible success to? I think this is a, this is a collaborative effort between the private sector, the government and the public. And uh, without the positive uh, welcoming of that policy, everybody, I mean, we, 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 we had an extensive engagement process that took place before the implementation of this, uh, the, the policy and before announcing it, including public surveys, including testing in the market, working with the private plastic producers, with the retailers and uh, other government actors. Uh, and all of us, we've agreed that this is the right thing to do and uh, we launched it together. All right. So, Mr. Monir, what is the major outcome of this regulation? The importance of tackling single-use plastic is derived from our results in the first year of the ban. We estimate the emissions avoided of the, of the quantities of uh, plastic bags uh, is around 272,000 tons, which is equivalent of burning 629,000 barrels of oil. And uh, I think that's a major uh, outcome of the policy implementation. So tackling uh, packaging and tackling uh, single-use products, including plastic, definitely have a major uh, impact on reducing emissions and in uh, improving livability of people. So countries around the world have enforced some kind of uh, single-use plastic bans and uh, even some countries have banned on plastic products as such, in single-use plastic products, such as uh, straw, cutlery. They have test- tested various degree, varying degree of success and failure. From your experience with this ban and its impact, what would you say as the most important factor to consider when framing a policy that is accomplishable to tackle plastic pollution? I, I think the, the challenge that we've, we try to deal with is the single-use plastic bags in particular through the ban. And for us, um, banning is not the solution by itself. Banning associated with a number of other initiatives and what we call them policy instruments is very important. Uh, 
our approach was to focus on the alternative. What is the alternative? How customers or end users uh, are going to react? Uh, can they uh, live without the consumption of uh, high numbers of single-use uh, bags? And from our end, a key factor was in the success of this was that the, 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 the retailers came together, the big ones, and if you don't mind, I, I would name them Carrefour, Lulu, uh, Abu Dhabi Coop, uh, Choice Runs, uh, um, uh, Spinis, uh, Spar. Uh, they came together, of course, with Adnok Distribution as well, and they signed a pledge uh, to charge a fee for the reusable bag. So first of all, we try to avoid using the bag as much as possible, and then if we have to use it uh, because it has a fee, we will reuse it again. And that led to the major decline in the number of bags that reached up to 95%. It means for every 100 bags on the cash counters used to be distributed before the ban, we're left with only five and they are all reusable. Right. Um, so, talking of all these uh, partners, uh, PAD has recently launched the bottle return scheme. Tell us about this initiative and the vision behind it. Again, we uh, tackling single-use plastic and single-use products, we couldn't avoid uh, dealing with bottles. We are high consumers of bottles worldwide. We consume an average of 500 plastic bottles per capita per year in the, in the UAE and in Abu Dhabi, which is a high number. And in a survey that we've conducted on the marine coastlines of the Emirate of Abu Dhabi, we found out that we have an average of one bottle every two meters of the surveyed coastlines. And that's a lot. Uh, they are easy to be transported into the environment, whether terrestrial or marine environment, and they are easy uh, to be left behind. And uh, that's why we started working on the development of what we call an incentive-based bottle return scheme. We cannot uh, have deposit scheme in, in Abu Dhabi alone being in, the, uh, in, a, in a federation of emirates in the UAE. This has to be applied at the national level. However, in Abu Dhabi Emirate, we decided to do something proactively on this. And we've, we've worked with the private uh, sector to establish what we call an incentive-based bottle return scheme. Our target is to recover 50% of the bottles, which is estimated between five to 7,000 tons of plastic a year. That's a big amount. Uh, in the last event we, 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 uh, we had on July 12, we launched the uh, 70 reverse vending machines to be de deployed, or they are deployed now, most of them, in high footfall areas in, in the Emirate of Abu Dhabi, including malls, including um, re retail spaces, including ad hoc distribution uh, stations, uh, mosques, universities. Of course, we couldn't cover the whole the whole uh, landscape, but we have 70 and we have 26 smart bins. And our aim is to collect through these machines and the smart bins uh, around 20 million bottles in the coming year, in addition to what is being collected so far. Um, reaching the target is challenging, and it would take us a couple of years to reach, uh, to reach uh, that target. The importance of bottles is that they have a certain economic value, and they can be recycled completely 
in the UAE and they could be integra integrated in the production system again in what we call the circular economy. So it is paving the way for the, for the introduction of the principles of circularity in the system uh, on pilot basis. So all these changes brings to the question of the attitude of consumers, the behavioral attitude of consumers and common people. Um, why do you think you mentioned about incentives and why do you think such an incentive or reward scheme is important? Look, uh, it's the psychology of consumers. We like incentives. We like to be incentivized for, for, for many things. Reward schemes, they prove to be uh, effective in the private sector, in the retail business, in the airline tickets, and everything that we do. And uh, dealing with single-use plastic is, is not an exception. Um, I found it uh, strange sometimes that uh, a change in the incentive would, would change the consumer behavior from one retailer to another, even though this, the, 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 the next retailer might be more expensive for the overall bill. But as long as there is an incentive, people are moved yeah. by incentives to change uh, behavior. Frankly speaking, on the single-use uh, plastic bags ban, I uh, the uh, the incentive was working in the reverse order. So there was like a penalty for using the, not a penalty, a charge for using the reusable bag. But people reacted to it very positively. And uh, I think we are blessed uh, in this community by, by a very receptive community that they trust the government and they trust the leadership that they are doing the right thing and uh, the level of com compliance was out outstanding. Going forward, as far as plastic waste management is concerned, what are the future plans for EAD? And uh, is there anything uh, that you could talk to us about Mission to Zero campaign? Yep. Mission to Zero uh, campaign is a campaign that was launched by the Environment Agency Abu Dhabi to support the implementation of the Abu Dhabi single-use plastic policy. It's an aspirational target to reach to zero in terms of waste, generation, emissions, environmental impact. Uh, the more accurate scientific uh, term is reaching to net zero. So <laughs> trying to neutralize your impact, uh, regardless the area, the environmental area that we're talking about. Uh, through this campaign, we're able to reach out to thousands and thousands of um, our target audience, be it from the government, from the Green Business Network, from the uh, public uh, bakalas, uh, small uh, shops, labor camps, you name it. So it was a huge exposure for, for the policy implementation. And Mission to Zero uh, continues the, the campaign on re uh, recovering bottles is under Mission to Zero, and we want to expand that to reach the 50% uh, recovery. Of course, it's a campaign. What we're looking for at the end is institutionalizing um, product recovery and maximizing product recovery to ensure a circular system is in place. And this is just an enabler for that. Wonderful, yeah. So, uh, plastic is a versatile material. But the whole problem comes when we are mismanaging or mistreating it. Uh, in your opinion, what are the deterrents to solving plastic problems? You know, I mean globally. 
Personally, I don't have major problems with, with plastic. I like uh, many plastic products. I wear plastic products. My clothes are made of plastic. My car is made of plastic. My office, my computer, my uh, mobile phone, uh, my carpet. <laughs> so it's very challenging to avoid using plastic. The, the, the challenge is in preventing plastic products from getting into the environment as well as other products from getting into the environment. And the, 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 the most uh, challenging products that we usually talk about are the single use. We are not, uh, as a government policy, we don't touch uh, unavoidable uh, products. We, we, we only deal with products that have clear alternatives and more sustainable alternatives. So if we don't have alternatives, I give you examples. So far, we don't have alternatives to diapers. Diapers are made of plastic. So nobody came and said diapers should be banned, for example. No, we try to uh, maximize collecting them and ensure uh, they get to the right place for uh, treatment. Single-use products, I think that we have a major um, opportunity in single-use uh, products. Uh, if we talk about plastic, we're talking about around 400,000, the figure is rounded, tons of plastic a year in Abu Dhabi municipal solid waste system. And uh, I'm 100% sure that these 400,000 tons represent an investment opportunity to get them back into the, into the process of production. This is, this is the challenge we are trying to deal with. The second one is ensuring we have solutions in place in marine and terrestrial areas so that, or making it more challenging for the consumers to get those products uh, to take them to these areas so that the uh, amount of litter impacting our uh, ecosystem and eventually uh, impacting us, we consume um, an average of a credit card size of plastic on a weekly basis as humans. This is amazing. I mean, this is this, if you think about it, eating a credit card every week, that's not uh, a good part of your diet. Uh, and uh, the, the, the public health impact of this is, is, uh, is uh, worrying. So long story short, business as usual is no longer an option for, for any of us. So um, plastic is everywhere in the Arctic, in the air, in the food also we eat. So, but countries around the world are still gap grappling with this problem. And recently they have all come together, around 175 states have come together to take an initiative such as the plastic treaty. Do you think these, these are in the right uh, steps in the right direction? Of course, I mean, countries are facing same challenges. While developing our Abu Dhabi policy, we had to um, study uh, cases of around 126 other countries to see what went well and what didn't go well uh, in other countries. And I could tell you what is unique about our policy was uh, avoiding all the mistakes that the others have done. And uh, I, I give you examples, banning single-use plastic bags without providing uh, alternatives. 
led to an increase in the consumption of plastics in many countries simply because reusable bags are thicker mm. and heavier. And as such, when people move to reusable bags and they started using them as single use, they ended up consuming more plastic. Uh, so we had to go and study and assess every single case from around the world. And having a treaty uh, around that is, is, is a key step. We'll put all these case studies uh, in one place and it will generate a, a, a formal community of practice for countries to learn from and to, co to cooperate around. Um, undeniably, circular economic model is more sustainable than the linear model. Can plastic circularity address plastic pollution? How it can be each, reached and what are the barriers? Uh, circularity requires a, a major uh, change in the system. The system as we know it today does not uh, fully support circularity. We have few, uh, uh, let's say, opportunities within the current system, but definitely the current system is not equipped to promote circularity. And it's a collective responsibility among the government and the private sector to work together on addressing those those uh, issues. What we need is um, is the regulatory framework to support recovery. We need to recover products and to ensure producers' respons responsibility. A circularity without extended producer responsibility does not exist. A circularity with free dumping, almost free dumping of waste does not exist. So we need, we need to work from the producer side organize the way responsibility is shared across the supply chain and from the government side and the operator in the waste sector operators and the uh, making it more difficult for the waste to get into the landfills or dump sites and uh, by 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 different instruments um, so that the value is generated across the supply chain for the products to be recycled and reused and um, I could say that um, of course other countries they have done a lot in, 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 uh, in, the, in this area we don't want to take baby steps however we, we cannot solve the whole issue once we need to start somewhere and I strongly believe that what we were doing on the bottle recovery uh, in Abu Dhabi paves the way for circularity in the UAE. So wonderful step in fact. Um, as an environment agency, what role do you see Abu Dhabi playing on the global stage in terms of plastic waste management and environmental sustainability? We have set in our policy a, um, a, a, our vision for, for single-use plastic and we said we want to be a responsible consumer and a responsible producer of plastic. You know, Abu Dhabi produces plastic. Petrochemical industry is, is, is a major industry in, in, in Abu Dhabi. And we want to make sure that uh, being responsible consumers uh, is associated with being responsible uh, producers as well. I think Abu Dhabi leadership uh, is very well aware of the, of the challenge of plastic, of the global challenge of plastic. We've uh, hosted, based on support from the leadership, a number of initiatives. We, we've hosted the World Ocean Summit a couple of years ago. 
We discussed this uh, issue at the global level, and I believe what we are doing right now uh, is becoming to be a case for other countries to for benchmarking. Uh, lately, I've been contacted by um, American groups working on the uh, USA Circular uh, USA Plastic Act. Okay. Uh, and they wanted to know how uh, how we did it what were the pitfalls where our successes are and things like that so and and uh, three four years ago we were looking for others to learn from and luckily uh, with the contribution of everybody with the with the direction of leadership with the with the strong commitment from EAD uh, leadership we managed to become a case to be referenced in the international arena. Um, talking of uh, uh, global initiatives, um, COP28 is going to be held in UAE. And uh, what do you think it should do to address plastic pollution? Building the link between uh, or creating the link, uh, because most of the times when we talk about climate change, we, we think about absolute emissions regardless from where they are coming from. And uh, the, 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 the current consumption patterns lead to emissions, uh, regardless of the material we're talking about. So we need to create stronger links between the impacts of single-use products on the climate crisis. All right. Thank you so much, Mr. Munez, uh, for patiently answering all my questions and uh, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for hosting me.